fun if that loud monster comes out of the thread. All right. There's going to be a lot of stuff on our show today, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> Little do our listeners know you have been spared. But, um, uh, uh, I get back on my notes here. I had a Zoom call last night with the ICB convention coming up. All right. Well, we'll just go ahead and queue up our opening music and get started. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny. Two blind brothers and a blind sister. Tell it the way we see it. Wake up, Grandpa. This is the podcast that sounds funny. This is the week of February 20th, 2024. Season 4, show 17, episode 172. I am your host, Keith. And with me today are... (laughs) Terry. And Jill. Yeah, the non-coughing Jill. She's had a cough drop. (laughs) Hey, we like to open up with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? Oh, why couldn't I have been born homely? Uh, something that happened lately, a funny family or life story, reading what you're doing, all like that there. So does anybody have anything? I don't have anything written down this week on my notes. Um, Nobody has nothing. Wow, that's a short opening. All right. Well, I've been... <laughs> Finding a new show to watch. Oh. Mm-hmm. I've been watching uh, that show, uh, B- 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 Better Call Saul, which is an older show. Like, oh, I'm going to go check but it out. only yeah. now discovered it, so it's new to you. Yeah. And then I'm on, uh, I've got, I got the season, last seasons loaded on my phone. I was looking through the episodes and one said, uh, Breaking Bad. And I go, oh, I've heard of that show too. I went, you know, so I went and looked it up and I go, oh, here it is. And so I've been watching that. I finished the first season yesterday and and uh, that was a little different, you know. Yeah, I've heard of that one. And in a way, the premise kind of sounds interesting, but in a way, it, it kind of doesn't. It, like, eh. It's about what I've got so far is there's a, a guy, he's a a chemistry teacher at a high school mm-hmm. or a small junior college or something. And he's married. He's got a pregnant wife who's going to have a daughter. Um, and uh, he's got a teenage son that is handicapped and on crutches. And he finds out he has cancer. He's got lung cancer, but he, he doesn't tell anybody. And he, he has his brother-in-law is a DEA agent. And so he wants to go on a ride along with his brother-in-law, hoping that they'll get into some action. Maybe he'll get killed, you know, so you don't have to die from lung cancer. And so he's riding along with him and they bust a crack house and he sees he doesn't get injured, but he sees how much money there was on the table involved with crack. And so him being a chemistry teacher, (laughs) He hooked He's up got with the, the magic formula. He 
And then he approached his neighbor, the guy who was the drug dealer, and said, hey, I want to cook for you, you know, and stuff. And so he makes the most pure crack that the guy had ever seen before. And he's like, how do you do that so good? You don't know how to do this. He goes, I'm a chemistry teacher. You flunked out of my class. Don't you remember? <laughs> it was like, and, yeah, and the and, entire description reminds me why I'm not really interested in watching it. <laughs> and, but, not but the thing is, is he wants to, to he wants no. to make this crack so that he can get lots of money for his family for whenever he dies and everything. So it's based that's how it goes. It's so his like, life insurance policy. Huh. Yeah. You, you can be as wild and crazy as you drug dealer because if he gets killed in a drug bust, who cares? He's gonna die anyway. His family's covered. <laughs> Except for they confiscate all that money whenever you're a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> People don't think oh, of all that kind of stuff. Well, it doesn't mean they're going to get everything because you might have some stash hidden in your house or somewhere that they would, wouldn't know about. But yeah, that, all that description just reminds me like, yeah, I, I guess I have heard that and, that, and that's exactly why I, I have no desire to watch it. But hey, if people like that, knock yourself out. People like to watch things. You know, the anti But that's how you stuff. learn... When you watch shows like that, that's how you learn what Breaking Bad actually means, you know, people that do crack, you know. Right. And I don't want to watch people glorifying doing drugs or making crack and all that stuff. But if people like to have that see me side of thing and the anti hero, that's great. But it's not for me. <laughs> I wouldn't that's have to right. watch the show to know what that means either. I didn't break nothing. <laughs> no. Well. Mm-hmm. Well, my story happened Sunday. My oldest daughter came home with her kids because it was my youngest daughter, granddaughter's third birthday party. We went to that on Saturday, but on Sunday we were sitting there in church and I heard one of my granddaughters behind me. They sat in the row behind me. She plays a viola, which is like a violin. And she told her dad, I, all I heard her say is, dad, on my viola, my G-string is broke. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> that kind of goes along with my story from last week with the girls wanting to wear their G-strings on the beach. And oh. I was just like, ah. she, needed, she needed to have her G-string on for church. Ah. <laughs> so there's a breaking broke. bad for you. Oh, a <laughs> G-string on a guitar, too. I didn't know. I and mean, I'm sure several they... on a piano and on a harp. Yeah. <laughs> well, evidently a viola has one, and Dad, my she didn't have it with her. But when we get home, her G string broke, and I was thinking, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what I heard so, first. So Jill G-string. stands up, announced to the church she's talking about her instrument, <laughs> not her work clothes. I mean, oopsie, sorry. And she is just a beginning teenager. She's 13, so it's possible she may wear them. I don't know. I don't ask these questions. Yeah. Or or maybe she doesn't know what the term G-string means, but she just knows she likes to wear that butt floss. Well, she was worried about her instrument. No, <laughs> I mean, they were, des- they were designed not to have show panty lines. That's what they're made for, really. But Well, they... Were designed for that and yeah, uncomfortableness. That's what they and were designed for. For showgirls <laughs> to wear on stage at burlesque, and for Brazilians to wear on the beach to get the lifted separate. Tent, tent, tent. I know <laughs> it's we, uncomfortable having your underwear shoved up your butt. So to me, that sounds really uncomfortable having that string up there. 
Well, it's a good thing whoever invented the athletic supporter, a.k.a. Jockstrap, <laughs> had that design. <laughs> I'm glad they made their design that way, not like the G-string design. <laughs> yeah. That would have been well, terrible well. in football. Yeah. That <laughs> that was was You'd have a permanent wedgie for sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, wow. Uh, I don't really want to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything written on my notes. The only thing I guess new is tomorrow I'm supposed to have a delivery from Amazon that's going to have two new dining room chairs. Uh oh. They'll be on wheels. They roll around and don't scratch up the floor. And... So well, when it comes, you get two microwaves. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Hopefully, it won't be two microwaves. <laughs> we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, they never can tell about Amazon. That's how I got my microwave chair I'm sitting on now. Ordered the microwave, got a chair. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't really want to drag things out too awfully long. Maybe she's right. Maybe this program needs more singing. Exactly. Everyone loves singing. Something like this. All through the night, there's a little brown but singing. Oh, well, of course. You know I just had my tonsils taken out. Have them put back in. <laughs> Maybe she's right. Maybe this program needs more singing. Exactly. Everyone loves singing. Something like this. All through the night, there's a little brown but singing. Oh, well, of course. You know I just had my tonsils taken out. Have them put back in. <laughs> so we can't get on to our random topic if you guys are ready. Oh, no, our birthday topic if you have that ready. <laughs> sure. I got a feeling it won't take long. Suppose I don't care to walk into a pretty obvious trap. Happy birthday! Let me go to the back to the beginning here. Uh, okay, here we are. We're going to podcast. <laughs> Oh, no, not that back to the beginning. Oh, the other back to the beginning. Okay. Um, <laughs> starting on February 14th, Valentine's Day, Michael Bloomberg, mayor, 82 years old, Florence Henderson, she'd have been 90. Jimmy Hoffa would be 111. He wasn't a speed bump. And Jack Benny. Jack Benny was born in 1894. Do the math. I did the math. He would be 130. Wow. Yeah. Thursday, the 15th, uh, Birdman, the rapper, he's James oh. Seymour, turned 74. Wow. Chris Farley would have been 60. Susan B. Anthony, 204. <laughs> Galileo, physicist, mathematician, 460. February 16th, uh, Friday, the singer, The Weeknd, is 34. Elizabeth Olsen's 35. Yeah, it's a weird name. That's their name, Week The Weeknd. What a name. It's stage name, apparently. Her first right. name is, uh, her middle name is Week, and her last name is End. There you go. <laughs> uh, John McEnroe, tennis player, coach, 65. Ice T, the rapper, 66. Richard McDonald, co-founded McDonald's, Woo 115. On the 17th, Saturday, Ed Sheeran, singer, songwriter, 
33. Jerry O'Connell, 50. Denise Richards, 53. Michael Jordan, basketball player, 61. Lou Diamond Phillips, 62. February 18th. There's a there's a lot that was born on February 18th here on Sunday. Molly Ringwald, 56. Dr. Dre, rapper, 59. Matt Dillon, 60. Vanna White, 67. John Travolta, turned 70. Yoko Ono, 91. John Hughes is 74. George Kennedy would have turned 99. Mary the First of England, 570. <laughs> Monday, Billy Bobby Brown, 20. Justine Bateman is 58. Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, is 64. Jeff Daniels, 69. Lee Marvin would have turned 100. Today, Trevor Noah, comedian, 40. Cindy Crawford, 58. Charles Barkley, basketball player, 61. Ivana Trump, 75. Gloria Vanderbilt, 100. Kurt Cobain would have been 57. That's all I got. Happy birthday, everybody. All right. A lot of them there in the last day or two. Is Yoko uh, Ono still alive? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She, wow. Yeah. I've I seen that on Twitter the other day that she had a birthday. Yeah. Hmm. Well, oh, yeah, some of them are just like, are they that old? <laughs> like, Molly Ringwald's in her 50s? Oh, my God. Yeah. But she would be. Yeah. Because, you know. I can't believe John Travolta's 70. It's like, wow. Yeah, he's staying alive. Staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> 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 he's riding that grease lightning. Uh, speaking of 80s icons, uh, I've seen where Madonna, uh, she's still on concert. But apparently she doesn't dance like she used to. She was singing a song, sitting on a chair, and fell out of her chair. Oh, no. <laughs> she fell out of her chair. She needs a seatbelt on that chair. I know. It's not the, she's only like 69 or something like that. Uh, getting up there. It's well into her 60s, at least. 65 maybe it is. But yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Like, isn't the, I think a Fox headline or something. And they brought her out a new chair, and she laughed about it, and started singing her song again. Because she used to see her like videos of her in concert, she'd just be moving it all over, jumping the and dancing, and with the headset on, cartwheeling and back handspringing, and <laughs> now she sits in a chair and falls out of it. <laughs> or she, it's probably a bar stool type chair. She probably, probably I bring out a, like I, a, I didn't see the picture. Bring uh, her there, out there, there was a video easy, of it too, so I didn't see that either. Easy boy. Get your feet back. Get an easy boy. I'm going to sit in my easy boy chair. Okay, I'm going to sing you a song now. Like a bird, dude. <laughs> Get a boom mic hanging over the chair. Anyway. Oh, such silliness. No, by George. Instead of such silliness, it's a case of such smartness. 
Stranger things than that have happened in the Far East, Miss Lane. Random topic. Anyway, enough of that. It would be time to get into our random random stuff. Random stuff. I think that we'll... And number one would be an icebreaker. If you had to use a fake name, what fake name would you make up? I'm going to go uh, to this place. Uh, people back home at my church would just cringe. And if I was here, I got to make up a name. <laughs> Jill would name herself Madonna. There you go. <laughs> I have no idea. I never thought of that. Yeah. What would be your alias? Uh, gee. That is a good question. Yeah, because I mean, when you're a kid, you always I hate my name. I want to be called, like you said, Madonna or Shannon or something more exotic. And My first name is The. My real name is Week. <laughs> my last name is End. I would want to be called Superwoman. Everybody loves the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Work it for the weekend. Supergirl, you said? Yeah, sure. For the Supergirl's... Uh, That's a title, to... not a name. Well, okay. What's her name? What? Diane Prince? Lex Luthor. Because <laughs> like Clark Kent was Superman. So what was her name? Her Krypton name was Karis Orel. Not, not Lois Lane. I can't. Wonder Woman, I think, was Diane. Diane. Because I remember. In the Superman animated series, she was known as Kara Kent. I remember it was Stephen Diane on the movie, and I thought, that's funny. <laughs> Diane Carter or something, maybe. It's Diane something. I don't know what I would use. Um, certainly nobody famous, because we're like, what? You got the same name as Michael Jordan. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, same color, can't you tell? <laughs> We're brothers. <laughs> uh, uh, I would probably pick my password. And... You would be your password? Hi, password. Yeah. My, my, I picked the same name as my password. You're, you're incorrect. My, my name would be incorrect. <laughs> What's your name? Incorrect. Incorrect. You know. Or you could be like, who's on first? You know. Whatever. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> you and what? Keith can be Abbott and Costello. There you go. What's on second? Yeah, you know, I, I think I would avoid the famous Nobody. name because let's say yeah. you you go to somewhere you want to be incognito. Yeah, that's me. I, I'm Luke Costello. What? Like the famous comedian? Do who's on first? <laughs> and people will remember you. So you need to pick something <laughs> like you know Fred Schultz or something. There you go. That's mine, Fred Schultz. Jo- John nobody. Smith. <laughs> my first name is nobody. My last name is Nose. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's my name. Nobody knows. Jane Doe. <laughs> I don't know. That was a good question. It's something to think about. I saw that on Facebook or something. It says on Facebook, change your Facebook name to nobody. So then whenever you click on somebody's thing and they look at it, it'll say, nobody likes this. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's kind of like, uh, I remember back in the early days of computers, uh, when back when the, uh, Clinton was president, you name your document Bill Clinton, 
He said, do you really want to throw Bill Clinton in the trash? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I remember hearing that a long time ago. But anyway, uh, moving on, uh, thinking of a historical character, if you could live uh, that person's life, who would that person be in, of a historical character? Any historical figure's life, which one would you choose? Huh. I'm going to say Abraham Lincoln, except for the ending part. Yeah, I'm say that <laughs> all historical people are dead, so we're all going to end up dead. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I was if I would choose Abraham Lincoln, but I would choose to skip the theater that night and uh, die of old age instead of short age. <laughs> I don't what know, maybe Betty, maybe Betty White, just because she lived a long life and she was a comedian. I like funny stuff. Yeah. That's why you <laughs> married your husband, huh? Yeah. Well, if you want to live a long life, why not be Methuselah? <laughs> yeah, we well. <laughs> yeah. We don't know an awful lot about Methuselah. Or I don't know if I want to live time. that long, and I don't know what they ate back then. <laughs> What's the question? Who, who would you... Famous person. Uh, one more time. Let's see. If you had to, wait a minute. Let's see. If you could live any historical figure's life, which one would you choose? Anybody out of history? Mm. Any historical figure? You know, Shakespeare, George Washington, Lady Godiva. <laughs> I can be the first peeping Tom. <laughs> there we go. There's Terry for you. All right. That was with Lady Godiva. They probably chopped his head off, though. So I don't know. Robin Hood, <laughs> Thomas Edison. Invent electricity. Be the guy that invented the computers. J.B. Yeah. Cooper. That was a guy named Babbage. Was He oh. invented the analytical machine, as it was called at the time. Did he make a lot of money? <laughs> Actually, no. And the reason he didn't is the same reason uh, computers, uh, they change so often, like every 18 months, so you get a whole new system that blows the old one out of the water. He would work on his analytical machine, and after about a year, a year and a half, it's like, wait a minute, I have a better idea. And he'd go back and have to rebuild it. And <laughs> he, he never got to the point where he had a working one built because he kept revising his plans every 18 months. Uh-oh. The first one was actually built, uh, I think, came right out around in, in the 40s, like 1948. Oh, Terry may want to wait and be Bill Gates or somebody like that then. <laughs> we can make lots of money. On the charger and time. Is that ready to go? What? They're about ready to go. You have to cut that out, won't you? <laughs> uh, we'll do one more. Okay. If you could pick. One food so that no one would ever be able to eat it again. Which food would you pick to destroy? Like the world <laughs> would be better without eggplants. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. I have a bunch of them. <laughs> I, I'm okay with eggplant, actually. It's not that bad. Uh, Brussels sprouts. If they were to just vanish, I would never miss them. <laughs> you know, it's weird because they come from the same family as cabbage, but cabbage isn't as bitter to me as a Brussels sprout. 
Now, I suppose I have had Brussels sprouts, and like any kind of food, if you prepare it right, it's doable. Um, but yeah, that would, be, like, that would be one. What's the difference? I mean, how come, uh, you know, if Brussels sprouts is like a little tiny baby cabbage, then how like. come cucumbers taste the same whether they're big or they're little baby gherkins you know little baby pickles you still because pick them pickles still are taste. awesome and brussels sprouts are crap yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> i was they taste gonna the say same. red beets but no terry would be mad size, if I said uh, what size to pick them my <laughs> wife is not fond of red beets she's okay with pickled beets oh red beets just... i thought you said beans as i say no there's no such thing as a bad bean I would I, red beets and Brussels sprouts are the two vegetables that I don't like at all. <laughs> I'm not fond of onions. I mean, they they sort of have their places of spice, but I just don't like to have a, a sandwich and bite into a huge wad of onion. It's like that right. just ruined the whole thing. Put a few sprinkles on there. I don't want the whole slice. <laughs> yeah, I eat onion rings. I usually take a few bites and then I'll like bite it. Put pull the the slimy onion out and eat the. <laughs> yeah. I like the fake onion rings that you buy at the store. <laughs> it's just like the breading and stuff. Yeah, you know, I I honestly there's probably not any any particular. Now, my food. wife can slice them really thin, and they're just like the ones that, that like you buy at the store. She can th slice them thick, but I go if you want me to eat them, you gotta slice them thin. I don't like that big slimy. Onion all cooked up in onion rings. And onion rings? No, no. I, well, I used to work at a restaurant, and they would the way they would make onion rings is you take your onion, because you slice off the top and the bottom, the you know the stem and the roots, and then you just slice it in the middle. And you have like a big thick, two big thick halves of onion, and you pop mm. all the rings apart, and you fry those big thick onions like wow. that. Wow! Now that. The way that they, they did them in a beer batter. Uh, now, that actually wasn't too bad. Huh. Uh, but but even with those, I would get to where it's like, okay, uh, a bite, bite, that's not onion. Just suck it out and give me the dough. <laughs> you can have the slimy part and give me the dough. It seemed like they would have cut it thinner than that. That's weird <laughs> that it was so thick. They would have had these big, wide, thick onion rings. They were really, they nope. really were good. Hmm. Uh, it, you know, fried pickles. Oh. Those are good, fried pickles. Yeah, we yeah. have those at the bowling alley. and uh, Pickle slices. Oh. Huh? Yeah. yeah, pickle slices. Oh. Oh, well, they're not that good, but they are good. <laughs> Stop saying things like that. Yeah. Okay, what else we got? All right, all right, stand aside, boy, and let me in. One side or I'll open your head. Is there more? Sorry, sir, but I still have to turn you over to the officer of the day. Naturally. Don't apologize. You've got your job and I've got mine, eh, soldier? Well, it would be time at this point to move into our news. This week in the news. A Delta flight is rerouted after maggots fall on a passenger. Maggots on a play. Maggots on a play. <laughs> They'll make a play. movie now. They'll have to make a movie. <laughs> a Delta flight from from Amsterdam to I think it said Detroit. Let's see. 
uh, adult no. plant from. What yeah, was the uh, maggots from, drawn to? Because they're usually drawn to like food decaying debris. The maggots fell out of an overhead compartment, on a out of a bag in an overhead compartment on uh, on a customer on a a passenger kind of things around. Mm-hmm. And it was a eight hour flight. They were into an hour into the flight, and it was turned around. And they, upon inspection of the bin, um, there was an improperly packed bag with rotten fish um, wrapped in newspaper. And is, well, and, anything that had rotten fish in it is already improperly packed. <laughs> <laughs> and mummified monkeys. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's those mummified fish went to from last week's story. <laughs> there was some, but it's just they were in the wrong bag. They wasn't properly packed. It's, it was it went to the wrong per- person. A, a Netherlands native who resides in Ohio said the lady was freaking out. <laughs> well, was it her bag? If it wasn't her bag, no. I can see people freaking out. She's but... trying to trying to fight off the maggots. Uh... She just had a surprise for the border customs inspector. You want to check my bag? Sure, go ahead. Check that out. Maggots everywhere. Stinky when they bag. opened the bag, it was an immediate pinching of the nose, they said. I would And uh, That is so, weird. How could that get past a security? I know. That, uh, that's the weird part. That's what I mentioned. probably had there for the security, for the border customs people. I don't know why they just didn't open the door or wait for the door just to open blow the off window. Up and down at six thousand <laughs> feet above the sea level. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wash they, it down they, the toilet or something. They, they open a door like that flight to Alaska a few weeks back. Yeah. Just wait for the door to oh, blow wow. off. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Wow! When the That's... door blows off, put this bag right next to it. I was going to do a story about a guy that built the Eiffel Tower out of matchsticks, but I heard another one where the guy <laughs> stuck matchsticks up his nose for a world record. He did what? Stuck matchsticks <laughs> up his nose. Stuck matches up his nose. Okay. 68 yeah. of them, was he it? kindergarten? 68 of them. <laughs> Who would have thought there are so many exciting things you could do with matchsticks? You could build the Eiffel Tower, and when you have to take it down, I don't know if it was the same guy or not, but let's stick him up our nose next. Yeah, you can build the Eiffel Tower and you're done, light out fire. And it, it yeah. wasn't David Rush either, because I had that story too. Was he it had 68 of them up his nostrils. Oh, here's his name. His name was Large Nostrils. <laughs> Peter von Tudgenbusket was his name. Peter von Tudgenbusket. Oh. And he's 39 years old. He was awarded the title of the most matchsticks in his nose. He That's beat his the title record. Now. Yes. <laughs> Sir, matchstick up the nose. Here's your prize. The guy before him only stuck 45 matchsticks in oh, his nose. He didn't have nearly as big a nostrils as him. 
He says he's got big nostrils and very stretchy skin. And the only way he can do <laughs> his record is if he works his nose out. And I thought, stretch you your nose a little it. farther, buddy. Yeah, you, you got to have those big gorilla fingers and dig dig for those nuggets out of there. Yeah. <laughs> but I we, thought, boy. We know what he did when he was a kid. Just stuck weird things up his nose to make it get bigger. He's mining for nose nuggets. Is it big enough yet? We got to mine for some more nose nuggets. Is it big enough yet? <laughs> that was the same guy who was, he pulled them out of his nose to make them stick better to build that Eiffel Tower. Wasn't Maybe. It? <laughs> Instead of glue or snot on there. Yeah. A little boogie on it. Instead of the super glue or instead of the, the rubber cement. It's just a snot. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me of a of a, a joke I put on Facebook the other day. What do you call it when you're covered with snot and honey? The bees sneeze. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> a freak accident kills a Long Island a Long Island worker fixing the septic system. I didn't know they had septic systems on Long Island. Island. I thought they were all had more modern plumbing than that. But anyway, this man, uh, Long Island, New York, he dies of a freak accident. He was buried in a hole in a freak accident while installing this septic system. That's the gist of it. There's more to the story, but essentially... He was actually an installer, and he was you know, getting the tank in place. He's down in this pit where this tank and all the pipes and things are coming together. And while he's down there inspecting, they're like, okay, let's fill up the hole. And they've got their you know, earth-moving machines and started and just filled the hole in while he was down. He died <laughs> in the sewage. Oh, wow. Or it wasn't really sewage. It was, it was a new septic system, so there wasn't sewage in it yet, but. That would be weird. Yeah, he, he was. I would have been. Inspected. I would have been stepping up as they dumped the dirt in, stepping up on that dirt to get out. <laughs> yeah, I think with the the earth movers they had, it was coming down a lot faster than you could keep up with. And I'm not sure from the story what he was doing. But I think he was like under it, inspecting things. It's not like he could get out of there very quickly. Huh. And I suppose he he probably was yelling, "Hey, what are you got there?" But they he, he they couldn't hear him when he got buried down there. You know, they're like later, hey, where's Fred at? You know Fred Schultz, where'd he go? <laughs> Not the whole stories, but um, in Florida, a bear breaks into a woman's car and steals her Valentine's box of chocolates. But a fox steals the cell phone of a animal protective worker's phone and takes selfie pictures of herself. Oh. <laughs> fox. What does the fox say? What does the fox look like? (laughs) That's all I had on on that little story. 
My next one's kind of, it's, I've had it for a week or two. It was in Canada. This happened in Saskatchewan. I think that's in Canada. And some birds took over a Walmart store. They went in to live in there because it was too cold outside. It's a gang of birds. This is their store now. You know, get out of here. Tweet, 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 go. Is it the bird gang? It's the bird, the bird man gang. from they, they, live, they live in Walmart. Like I said, in Saskatchewan because they said it was 50 degrees below zero when they decided to get inside the store. They were looking for somewhere to stay warm. There, there were think... geese who didn't quite migrate yet. Yeah, they should have went south. Away. They went we to the have... south side of Saskatchewan to the Walmart. <laughs> um, Why did we people... fly south? Because we came north with all those Mexicans. Uh... <laughs> they said, don't worry about the birds. They usually don't bother people. They like to fly around the top of the store. Unless you see them on the floor, then they may be sick and then let a worker know. Or they may be looking for food if you happen to so have food. When the white rain comes down, just ignore <laughs> that. Huh? Is this our sprinkler system or the white rain? Just forget about it. <laughs> It seems like they can maybe hire some of them if they're parrots to be door greeters. I thought, hello, welcome to Walmart. The parrots, they, they, they do their announcement. Squawk, yeah. nine, squawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're always wanting to get, you know, people check themselves out. Maybe they could hire them for a door greeter. I mean, yeah, it'd be like Fred Flintstone. They, they got birds to do that stuff and stuff. They got a pig under the counter for the garbage disposal. Yeah. We just watched Fred Flintstone. See, they got that bird inside the camera that, that pecks out the picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just watched that movie Sunday night with uh, John Goodman, the Fred Flintstone movie. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell was Betty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of stores and uh, invasions and whatnot. A California police officer unknowingly walks into a 7-Eleven robbery. A quick-thinking police sergeant was captured on video thwarting a suspect from carrying (laughs) out a robbery from taking place in a 7-Eleven. California, and the story goes on, but essentially... Uh, there's a robbery going down. The guy's holding the clerk at gunpoint, give me all your money. And unbeknownst to the cop, he just happened to go in to get his you know, donut <laughs> or whatever he was going to buy, probably a coffee or something. Yeah. And he just happened to walk in the door right when the burglar is turning away to run out the door and the cop stops him and grabs him and arrests him. Oh, wow. Was like He picked a bad time to, to start robbing people. Dumb criminal. <laughs> Got the cop walking right in right now. Yeah. Just well, another little short one. Uh, the cop happens to be at the right place, right time. Caught on video doing something good. Good for the cop. Bad for the criminal. <laughs> Guinness Book of World Records story of uh, the biggest. Uh, Chinese New Year's dragon made out of balloons. Oh. It was, uh, whoa, Chinese New Year 2024. The dragon sculpture 
shown with the balloons. The, a, uh, the Chinese clown out there with the long skinny balloons. The dragon. Look, he has a beard. Who is it? It's 40, 41.77 meters. So the meter is close to yards, speed. about 40 yards, roughly. Uh, That's a lot of dragon. Yeah. That's was, a lot of yards. Say, was, was it an <laughs> elephant dragon? They couldn't fit in the car, so had to pop the trunk. <laughs> Chinese dragon. Oh, here's a picture of it. <laughs> oh, that's what it looks like. <laughs> oh, it's like our audio squeak, podcast. Squeak. Twisting the balloon. That's what I wondered squeak. if it's a big twisted, like the long tubular yeah. balloons that you can buy and you blow them up. But that'd be one long balloon. No, it wouldn't have to be a long balloon because you could like twist two balloons together and just keep making it longer oh. and longer. Huh. It was. It was uh, the Colossal Dragon, Taiping, uh, and uh, Taiping, also known as Wilson. A dragon named Wilson. Mr. <laughs> Wilson! Uh, what do you want, Dennis the Minutes? Kun Lung Ho, uh, and 60 individuals. Organizers, university students, secondary students, 38,000 biodegradable balloons. It was, it was suspended from a, a ceiling in the mall. Probably gave everybody a little slingshot or something. BB Maybe they filled it with helium. Maybe they didn't have to suspend it. Look at this video. I was thinking all them people really had to blow up them balloons. They each had their section of the dragon <laughs> to yeah. shape out with their balloons. They, they, they had a little tank instead of helium of, of hydrogen, and they, they blew up the balloons with hydrogen. When they got all done, they turned it into a fire-breathing dragon. <laughs> they got 38,000 balloons to blow up. A lot of balloons. <laughs> I remember those, you know, when they had them like on the stick and stuff. The, I don't know what they made out of clothy ones and stuff. It's like, anyway, that was an interesting one. All right. But, Sometimes I wish I wasn't so young and beautiful. That's all I got. Something should be done to help him. Joe's weird words. Well, if that's all we got, you know what time it is now. <sighs> it is time for some weird words. Well, my words this week, I got a short list because there's only seven words, but these are words since yesterday was present. These seven are words you can't see on television. No. Yeah, Bill Clinton, <laughs> Joe Biden. We can't do the words on television. These are words that were introduced by presidents, and a lot of them you guys might know. They're just regular common words, I suppose. But uh, some of them, I got too much here at the beginning. Bidenomics, that's coined by a president. There it's you not, go. We know what that means. It means inflation is sky high and you're dying. What's crap? That's Bidenomics. 
first word is mulligan and if oh. you play golf you know what mulligan is hmm, that was coined by a president yeah, yeah well it was coined. coined it says by a hotelier but then the david b mulligan is the guy that started the word because Hits the name mulligan yeah. <laughs> eisenhower requested a mulligan in a 1947 golf game. Oh, okay. And a mulligan basically is you would call it a gimme. Like you put the ball that lands like two inches from the hole. It's like, oh, just give me the stroke and you just kick it in. (laughs) Yeah. So it was just that extra stroke after a good shot and you just kind of, it's almost like you're saying, let me just get it in there. Or or it goes in the water and instead of taking a penalty stroke, you just drop the ball next to the water. That's a mulligan. Word that was popularized by presidents is pedicure. Thomas Jefferson is the guy that credited. uh, He lacked his mani pedis, huh? Yeah, this says that he was actually credited with coining over a hundred words, but it only gave us a couple here, and pedicure was one. Interesting. Indecipherable is one, and belittled. But pedicure, he liked having pedicures, and. It's a French word, and he spent a lot of time in France. It says, mm-hmm. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? Don't you? Don't you? Another, I guess this is more than one. Somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend that I had in February of last year. If not confidential, well, I got potential. Russian, a Russian, a Quixotic is another word that the second president, John Adams, popularized this word. Really? Yeah, because quixotic means like Don Quixote or Don. Yeah, that's what they're saying. There's a quixote, if you pronounce it the way it looks. Now, was Don Quixote a play or something, though? It would. it was probably been made into plays. It's it's an old story about a guy who is delusional, or at least he's kind of off on a little fantasy adventure. He like takes a sword and he fights a windmill. He calls it a dragon, and he goes through all these you know fanciful adventures, uh, you know, kind of getting into the role role playing huh. meth- method acting, you might say. Hmm. And he's just it's just kind of a an upbeat, fun story. And that's kind of what quixotic means is kind of upbeat and fanciful. Huh, but I didn't know what Don Quixote was, if it was a person or what. Because, yeah, one, it did say, you know, he was a vagabond. Spanish. And a lot of and it's Spanish word? Well, I thought he was the Spanish, like, I think back, he's, like a conquistador. Yeah, oh. it, it, was, it was like in that time frame. Another term that was uh, brought forward because of presidents is sugar-coated. 
I think Lincoln was credited with using this for popularizing sugar coated to make things huh. distasteful, more palatable. A spoonful of sugar, you know, makes the medicine go down. <laughs> Even Mary Poppins said so. Yeah. 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 Terry Poppins. <laughs> Terry Poppins. <sighs> oh, oh. Come, Mr. DJ, song, bond to replay. Come, Mr. DJ, what's the turn the music up? I'll look out on the dance floor, wanting some more work. Come, Mr. DJ, what's the turn the music up? Hey, mister, please, Mr. DJ, tell me if you hear me. Turn the music up. Okay, it's something that was uh, coined from a president. You know, okay. 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 Yeah, that goes way back, like Andrew... Uh, Jackson or somewhere in that time frame. Martin okay. Van Buren, yeah. Let's see. The, was he the eighth U.S.? Is that what they Something like that. Yeah. yeah I think Jackson was the tenth. Somewhere. Must have been Dooley. I'm okay! <laughs> you didn't get me. Uh, yeah, there's a oh. couple of varieties of what they think it means. It might be a misspelling for all correct. All or, correct, yeah. There's a couple ideas of what it stood for. It was used by a joke, it says, from newspaper editors. Right. He re- he uh, acquired the nickname Old Kinderhook, hmm. which was abbreviated OK. Right. And there was OK clubs around the country. <laughs> and and it's probably the most widely slang usage around the world. I mean, everybody on every country, I think, understands what OK means. <laughs> right. She take my money, take my money when, I'm in need. when I'm in need. Yeah, she's a trifling friend indeed. Friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger way over town. Way over town. It digs on me. Hey! Hey! Let's see. We got one more word, then we can make. You know, the presidents now, the more newer ones, have their own terms. Administration is our last word, though. George Washington coined that word. The first to use it, of course, he was the first president. Wow, imagine that. (laughs) Now, does it say why he chose that? Well, he used it in his farewell... uh, Address his farewell address. He was happy to been able to have his administration. <laughs> oh, okay. He's Cause, un- cause... unconscious of intentional error. He thinks he did everything fine and in his administration. Yeah, and and see, back then they just breaking away from uh, the monarchy of Great Britain. They they tried to make it a, a big attempt not to use like. You know, magisterial Pardon. words like, yeah. you know, his kingdom or whatever. And so he was very careful to have, you know, titles and words that would make, you know, America's uh, government be different than the, the monarchy. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead. But now that's all my seven words that they came in the email that I got. But I was thinking, now today we have 
words like, uh, I did not have sex with that woman <laughs> from Bill Clinton. <laughs> it depends on what your meaning of the word is. Is Yeah, you know, the presidents today have their own. Trump is very, very, very something that he says a lot. And like you were yeah. saying, Biden has his, he forgets what Biden he's going to say. <laughs> he's just a friendly old man who for, he has poor memory. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's all kinds of them. I'm sure they'll have more eventually, but some interesting stuff there for President's Day. And I took it easy on you guys. You really didn't have to have any weird words to figure out what they were. <laughs> yeah, just having some fun discussing them. Yeah. And speaking of disgusting, I mean, discussing. <laughs> some strange things have turned up. Why should she take that attitude? Some person in every block, in every town and city in the United States is doing exactly the same thing. Derry's top ten list. Hopefully it's not too disgusting. Our top it's ten. Terry's top ten, yeah. Top ten. No more maggots. And I've got one that goes right along with Jill stuff and President's Day, you know. Um, I have a top ten list of ten absolutely bonkers presidential elections. Number 10, eight, in 1800, was the first serious political crisis. The political parties were still evolving. The Whigs and, and the Tories. Yeah. Mudslinging and opponents accusing each other of ungodliness to tyranny. The Democratic like Republicans... Now. <laughs> um, Thomas, yep. Thomas Jefferson election the House of Representatives had to decide the winner it took 36 rounds of voting <laughs> oh wow but Jefferson finally emerged as the winner yeah voting was president. different back then not everybody voted it was mostly you know landowners and certain people Can't you hear me when I call? Number nine in 1824, there wasn't another non clear winner, and that was decided by the House of Representatives. The election, John Quincy Adams won, is very controversial. Henry Clay, the other candidate, he was used his power to try to sway the House to vote for him, but it backfired on him. Big boss man, can't you hear me when I call? Can't you hear me when I call? Eight, eighteen, sixty, Lincoln. There's a big, you know, controversy was was all over slavery, the ticket splitting. Lincoln won without any votes from the southern states. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Because, you know, the, the, when the Democrats split, all the southerners 
voted for voting Democrat, but they voted for their guy, and because their vote was split, then Lincoln wouldn't have won had the Democrats have been united. But the the Southern states didn't even have Lincoln's name on the ballot. <laughs> uh, kind of like Donald Trump on the ballot. Uh, looking back, like Donald Trump's always referring back to Lincoln. Oh, well, look now. Other people are looking back too, saying, "Hey, there's another reason why he's like Lincoln because because all the blue states are taking him off, and all the red states will be taking off Biden." (laughs) If if they let that stand, that's that's precisely what will happen. Yeah. Well, you ain't so big, you know. You're just tall. That's all. Number seven. 1872 election, Ulysses Grant sought re-election after his first term during the Reconstruction period. Horace Greeley was his opponent. Horace Greeley, well, he actually died before they well, could cast their beat votes. your opponent. <laughs> So Ulysses S. Grant won easily. So, you just assassinate your yes. opponent. You, you can so, immediately make him have a plane crash or make him drink poison or something. Now, uh, from what I hear, even though it, you know they like we're saying that tr- Trump and Biden are the two big ones, but there's other people on the ballot. You got third party people that's there on there too. Are, uh, I think yeah. RFK Jr. Uh, is is the guy to watch because he already is like ten percent of the votes, and that's ten percent being taken away from Joe Biden. Well, speaking of the guy dying in the race, when you have a an eighty one year old racing against a seventy seven year old or how old they are, they're getting up there. I mean, you, you wouldn't have to assassinate them; they could just kill over from a stroke or something. Like, oh, they're, let, they're him, let him actually but do that. Would which one survives? I, I would <laughs> rather wouldn't... see Joe Biden read. Live to be a hundred years old re- in retirement, out of office, like Jimmy Carter. Number six, eighteen seventy-six. Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel Tilden. The Tilden won the electoral vote, and Rutherford were on the popular vote. Nobody had the majority. <laughs> the Compromise of 1877 emerges. Do you know what other famous things happened in 1876? The invention yeah. of the telephone and Custer's last stand. Huh. It all happened in that same year. It's not on my guest of the year thing because I just happen to know that. <laughs> and Jim Crow laws and all that was passed. And... Now can't you hear me when I call? I said you ain't so big. You know you just call that song. Number five, 1912. The election was a chaotic 
thing. Candidates were Woodrow Wilson, Teddy Roosevelt, and William Taft, and J.D. Dibbs. Teddy Roosevelt and, of the Bull Moose Party. Yeah, he, he was trying to come back, make a comeback, and his party wasn't accepting as his as their official candidate. They had his own party. And who won? I don't know. Who won? I don't know. Yeah, I think Wilson won that one. Now the Bull Moose Party, they say, still exists today. It has never really gone away, but it just doesn't get a lot of attention. Four, 1972, Nixon uh, won re-election against Democrat George McGovern. Nixon convinced the nation to re-elect him. Famously on laugh-in, he said, sock it to me. And then 73 was Watergate. He says, you can stop socking it to me now. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, used to be a, a big slang word back in the day. <laughs> he was able to work diplomatic relations with Russia and China, and he was the first president, I think, to go to China. And then, yeah. uh, then the Watergate scandal, and um, he broke the Watergate scandal. That was Forrest Gump, right? Yeah, Forrest Gump. Was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was somebody over there with a light in that building. <laughs> yeah. I can't you hear me when I call? Oh, you know you ain't so big. I said you just call that song. Number three, we jump to the year two thousand. In the year 2000. That was with George W. Bush, Al Gore. That was when they had the big hanging chad. The what? And the, the hanging chad. Hanging the ballot, chad. Yeah, it was the term. Whatever they, you punch the things in the ballot, the little piece hanging off, and all the little pieces mess up the machine or something. There was a and, name for that. Yeah. Well, I, I know their election was like razor thin, close, and it took having the recount ballots a few times. They five hundred and thirty-seven votes. It was that close. Because you had two candidates who are just about as exciting as watching cardboard. <laughs> and who cares? It, it didn't really matter. Just pick one. All right. Uh, um, Bush won. Oh, did he? That's what happened. <laughs> Number two, it goes to 2016 with Hillary and Trump, Hillary Clinton, and the former Secretary of State, first woman to be elected. To look at which of the East. And on the <laughs> other side, the Republican candidate, Donald Trump. Yeah. Real estate mogul. TV star. 
who had never held public office. He was very, very, very good at his job. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> very. <laughs> and Clinton won the popular vote. And Trump got more of the uh, electoral. Uh, and Hillary became an election denier until 2020 when it benefited her to not be. <laughs> Did she? I thought she, she, she denied the, the, the she denied the election that she was cheated out of it uh, well into Trump's presidency. Then finally she settled down over it. Uh, so whenever Trump was became the election denier in 2020, people pointed back there and said, "This sounds awful familiar, there, Hillary." What? Number one, 2020 presidential election. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> For the same reason. You stole the election. No, we didn't. Yeah, you did. No, we didn't. Black Lives Matter is going on. Uh, there, pandemic. There, I won't say that the election was stolen, per se, but there was an awful lot of shadiness that got seen to be swept under the rug that normally wouldn't have. And Donald Trump kept insisting that the election had been rigged. And well, again, there was there was an awful lot of shadiness with the the way the votes were handled. Uh, and the other thing that bothered me, honestly, about that is here's the truth: is every election has some degree of fraud in it, and that's the truth. But the press kept saying. It's baseless. There is no fraud. There's 100% zero fraud. It's like, okay, tell everybody the truth. There is fraud. But what you have to say is the degree of fraud comes nowhere close to the margin of error of the ballot you can, counting. You can have people like like me who live right next to a cemetery, you know, and you could keep an eye out if you could see. And see if you see any people go there to the cemetery with clipboards before <laughs> an election, start writing down people's names off the tombstones. It was like, yeah. who's the oldest know, guy in the cemetery? He's buried like in 1780 or something like that. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's like 200 years old. Well, one of them was born born in the 1600s out there in the cemetery. Yeah, I mean, he died like in 17 something. 17, so he was born right. in 16 something. There's some ex-slaves out the, there. Well, that's that's who yeah. the oldest graves are. Is a couple of ex-slaves because they're they were traveling through the area and they died. And they, their uh, their owner asked one of the local farmers, "Can I borrow my people over here?" And they, and they let him. That's how the cemetery got started. Uh, and they, uh, uh, like whenever we, you know, they Donald Trump was always griping about. Mail-in ballots are fake and stuff. Well, I was in the army. I was in Germany. You know, you have to mail it in. You well, can't go. There you know. is a purpose for mail-in ballots, and that is precisely a, you know who started mail-in ballots essentially Lincoln, because Lincoln wanted the soldiers in the field to vote, so he incorporated that. But the purpose is just like I said, you, you're in the military, you're in some way you're working and you know you're going to be working away at the time of the election. You can apply for that. But I've always been told 
you never want to do a mail-in ballot unless you really, really have to because they are easily tampered with and they sometimes don't get counted. And with, with me, you know, I actually voted in the last election. I was like, I, I, I voted the first time I voted, I voted for, for Reagan. Then the next time I voted or I tried to vote for that one in 2000 there, I sat there and watched uh, George Bush get reelected. I was like, eh. I tried to vote then, but I was in Chicago and they told me I wasn't in my registered area. Right, because it's a blind school up there, and, and then and so this, had you known that ahead of time, you could have applied ahead of time for the, an absentee ballot. But right. otherwise, yeah, you're just out of luck if you're away from your district. Right, and so then this last election, I went down to the park and voted, me and my wife, mm-hmm. and I we went in there, and now I'm totally blind, of course, and so you know I have to depend that the person that I'm telling who I'm voting for is actually going to mark it. They I mean, have they, the machines. They, yeah, yeah. They have the machines and everything, but, it, you know, it's like, do you have, you know, I didn't know if they had the machine there in South Rock saying it. And it's like, I just want to, it says I can vote here, I want to vote here. If you don't have a machine, then just put down who I say, you know, whatever. But, and, but well, to, to finish that, that phrase, the machines that talk, because everywhere I've voted since, oh, wow, what was the first time we did that? Springfield, I guess. It might have been before then. So for at least the last 20 years, every time I voted, you go in, they have a machine, you put headsets on, you put your ballot under the little slot, and then you hit the start button, and it just starts talking, and then you just listen to the instructions, you hit the buttons, and then you're done. Right. You don't need to have anybody help you out. And the machine punches the holes in the card. It, and if yeah, they get they stuck, you get a you, you, chad. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you get through the whole thing. And what it does is, is it momentarily stores your data. When you hit the final button that says mark your ballot, then it goes, prints out the ballot, and it spits it out to you to put it back in your little envelope and hand to the person with the box. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, so there's a little bit of our anchor topic, although it's not our scheduled anchor topic. <laughs> that would be a good thing to talk about an anchor topic. Maybe maybe we'll bring it up a little bit later. Uh, uh, have a little more descriptive. But that's my uh, political top A little more descriptive it's... method of what a selective vote is a blind person. President's yeah. Day. Yeah, presidential yeah. day list. Take a look at that. For the land's sake. And now it is time for our Take me in your arms, my little fat boy. Our anchor topic. Uh, and on the schedule this week is living skills. Is that right? No, not living skills. We did computers last time, right? That means it's time for 
uh, manual skills. I know it's some kind of a skills. <laughs> <laughs> it's the manual, the Manuel skills, where Tara's going to go get him a little immigrant to do his pool boy work. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to. My wife doesn't want me to. Which, of course, is you know, uh, craft, shop, music, mechanics, things you do with your hands, uh, things you do for quality of life. Uh, if you, uh, you no longer have a job because you, you can't see anymore, you're elderly, whatever, you know, what do you do to keep busy? You know, uh, a lot of people do stuff, but you do more than just you know, sweep the floor and sit around the house. Uh, uh, for example, how would a person do something like, oh, kayaking, Terry? Oh. <laughs> if, if somebody wanted to do that, how might a person do that? Sign up and just do it. And you flip over <laughs> and you down and you drown. Uh, well, yeah, well, I don't know. I went to recreational therapy and they they told me they didn't have a kayak big enough for my big fat butt, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> And they probably don't. Uh, I'm sure there probably is a weight limit on those. I told them, I said, I went kayaking in Chicago, and there was a person, me in the back and the guy in the front. And he goes, well, we can't get a kayak that big. We won't be able to turn it around in the pool. <laughs> well, and I'm like, okay, whatever. The one thing I want to key on there is you, you said you went to recreational therapy. And for a blind person, that could be a good start is to see if there's such a thing in your area that you can do. Now, in the VA, if you're near a VA hospital, they probably do have recreational therapy. They may not know how to adapt things for a blind person, though. Uh, if you're not in the VA system, there there may not be. You may have to really no. dig around and look for somebody who does recreation. The day after tomorrow, I go, I go play golf. Well, I'm going to learn how to play golf. So I can get me a mulligan or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> I take a lot of mulligans. <laughs> and I watched a biography but, once on a guy that was kayaking down a river and he had, you know, his helmet and in his helmet was a headset and he had a sighted person watching, you know, from up high where he could see him all the way down the river and would tell him, you know, watch out to your left or your right. Or you know, just letting him know There's what's in front rock, of him. Dodge to your left. It's probably yeah. that guy that we just that was climbing Mount Everest. Had some our... more dodge to your right as a bear licking his lips on the shore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was interesting because I thought, wow, this guy's crazy. He's totally blind and he's going to go down the. I mean, it was a rapid river. It was in Colorado or somewhere. Right. Lots of. I bet you we know the guy that was doing it, it too. Lonnie, <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. Lonnie Bedwell. Uh, he actually does that kind of thing. He goes down the Whitewater Rapids. He also Rapids, climbed he Mount just, Everest. He just climbed Mount Everest. And, and Do you know knows. him personally? Well, well, we've talked to him. I'll say, it's Zoom. been a while. I don't remember the guy's name, but there was a documentary on the TV. It's, I don't it was remember probably his name. Him. He's been in a couple he, documentaries. He's documentaries. He's written the book. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Okay. It was probably he, he. He's from Indiana. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember where he said, but he's not that. He's not you, that old. Either. If you visit nbvo.org, National Blinded Veterans Organization.org, 
uh, at the moment we're recording this, probably the most recent or one of the most recent uh, links episodes. on sidebar there is, uh, it'll say uh, Lonnie Bedwell, not Everest or something like that. Huh. Uh, go go and click it and listen to it. And you'll he's got some interesting stories about mountain climbing and kayaking and stuff like that. Uh, now, on that same line, uh, now he's not the first blind person to climb on Everest. Someone else has done it before. Because I remember back in the when I first was losing my eyesight, it was like around 2000 or so. Someone says, Oh, you're blind. You know, that's a blind guy who just climbed Mount Everest. I'm like, <laughs> it'd be good for him. I don't want to climb Mount Everest <laughs> or any mountain. <laughs> uh, I've had my fill of mountain mountaineering when I was in the military. I know what it's like. I don't want to do it unless there's a gun in my hands and I got to. I want to do it in a car where the car drives up the road that's up the side of the mountain. <laughs> that's the other that's side. about it. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm, I'm glad people like to do that. It, it really is not for me. Now, if you want to go hiking, it's, let's say there's a hiking trail that goes up, you know, the foothills in a mountain. Yeah, I'll, I could do that. You know, hiking up and down the hills there at Beaver Dam. I, I, I would probably kick my butt like right now, but I, I could do that. I'd be it's to hard that. to do sometimes when you can't see, I think, because of the ground on level. You don't know, right. you know, your next step. Is there going to be up or down? Is there going to be a dip or is there going to be a, a stump or yeah, mud if, or if grass? You follow <laughs> a well-traveled trail, you'll, you'll have some idea that your footing will be you know, pretty sure. If we're just going to be, you know, poking through the woods uh, yeah you, you don't know what your next step is going to be at all now, i would do that but I, I, i'm not the kind of like here's your repelling gear and your crampons no you keep it i'm going to stay at base camp y'all go <laughs> I'll, I'll keep the fireplace warmed up for you when you get back <laughs> keep the coffee brew until you get back and warm up <laughs> but you know some people like that you know in my younger days like even 10 years ago 20 years ago i would have been more up for yeah. Than I am now, but these days it's like I'd be willing to do something like go on a canoe trip. That'd be cool. Uh, I would. I even remember be... one of you guys repelling down the cliffs down there on the river road. That it must have been Terry. It must have Keith... been Terry. It wouldn't have been me. I used to do I remember, it. I remember going and you had somebody with you. Was it David Dillon or somebody? A Boy Scout probably. And it's you know, easy. It, it's it easier going mean. down. <laughs> uh, I, I had done repelling, but not anywhere. That you would know. <laughs> I remember Dad but, taking. I, I did it in places that have very foreign-sounding names. I'll put it that uh. way. Where <laughs> <laughs> you got to look out for the the, the two well, steps. I did. I did repelling the, the two using the snake that bites you, and you have two steps before you keel over dead. Oh. By grafting on the on the cliffs up there and grafting, yeah, we would go repelling. But I did body repelling and commando training and over in France, but. Well, what's the difference in body train, body repelling, and just repelling down the cliff? Sounds the same well, as your body. <laughs> you have idea, but go ahead. In in uh, regular repelling, you have a safety harness and 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 bandoliers and clips and stuff, and you feed the rope through those, and you hold the rope behind your butt to stop. You know, and body repelling, you straddle the rope and you bring it up your you know, from your crotch and you go around your your back 
right. and and you, wait, you, you bring don't it have the snap up through your crotch and you bring it across your chest, around your neck to your back. Huh. Right, you you, you're using your body as your snap link, basically. Right. But, you, you had mispronounced the word, Jill, and said body repelling. I thought you take a <laughs> shower for a week, and you will definitely have your body repel anything around you. <laughs> you, br- you bring the rope up your butt crack and around your neck, across your chest, and around to your back. That's how you do it. Yeah, and so yeah. then, if you go too fast, you don't want to go too fast. I had like second degree rope burns on the side of my neck from that rope zinging across there. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. You, anyway. There's not a, a, a lot of reason to go down very fast uh, ever if you're repelling it. Unless someone's got bullets flying, then you do what you got to <laughs> do. But anyway, well, we, we back were to our topic of blindness stuff and not military uh, adventures. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Even repelling could be something a blind person can do. In fact, I just heard somebody say, oh, it was on that thing with Lonnie Budwell, I think. The one lady from Kansas uh, was saying she went repelling for the first time when she was blind. And mm. she made a comment that I don't know how I would do it if I was sighted because I'd be so afraid of heights looking down, she wouldn't have done it. But being blind, hey, all you do is all you know is you're holding the rope. And you look, let yourself glide back. You don't the rope that you far down. You have you to are. make sure. <laughs> the number one thing in repelling those, you have to make sure that the rope uh, goes all the way to the ground. <laughs> well, then you just repel to the end of the rope. Yeah, and then you, go, <laughs> you, like, repel, what? you repel until you're out of rope. Like, and then they like eight, eight or ten foot drop. <laughs> yeah. uh, Generally, that would be a good idea. Now, bungee jumping, maybe you want it to be the other way around. You want to have less cord than you have. Bungee jumping. I wonder if that guy's bungee, bungee jumped. Uh, Lonnie Bedwell, was that his name? I'm sure he's done it all. He's a very extreme mm-hmm. sports kind of a guy. But trying to drag it back to the blindness topic, people might not be into the extreme stuff. But there is things you can do. I mean, if you don't want to do kayaking, there's always canoes. If you don't do a canoe, because they, they can be kind of wobbly. You can get into a John boat and row it around. Uh, and especially on a John boat, you can definitely have a sighted passenger who can you know, guide you as you work the oars or, or work or a pedal together. boat. Pedal boat would be fun to do. You get in there and pedal right. it. And, and you can have people around you to, you know, you kind of listen for the noise and tag along and there's a lot of things you can do or even if you're blind you you can still manage uh doing it there was a little bit of maybe guided assistance so uh, there's kind of where i'm wanting to wind down to you and wrap yeah. up the topic yeah hmm? talked about me huh kind of cut me up a little huh <laughs> what they had to say about me willie Email. Do we have any email? Yep, so we can move on to emails. It is time for email. And this week says, Hi there to my favorite podcast host, Keith, Terry, and Jill. Try to butter us up again. (laughs) Hi, my name is Katerina, and I live in Florida. And I have a story for you about a gang of thieves who stole food from me. I was up late one night and just could not sleep. I was so hungry and in the mood for tacos. I ordered from a local business that I knew 
would be open. It was around 2.30 a.m. on Tuesday. I knew it was Tuesday because it was Taco Tuesday. I just jumped out of the shower. I thought it might help me get some sleep, but it didn't work. Besides, um, I'm skipping a line here. Uh, besides, I figured they would give me something to do before my meal arrived. I was hoping that nice meal of tacos would do the trick. I went to the door, and there they were, a whole gang of them, and they were eating my food. They ate everything in my order, well, except for the tortillas. <laughs> then one of the mess bandits scared me half to death. He got up and stood on his two hind feet. Oh, I think I forgot to mention. The gang of masked bandits was a gang of raccoons. <laughs> but there he was, just standing on his hind feet and staring me down. All I could think to do was whip up my phone and take a video of the ordeal <laughs> so I could post it on TikTok. <laughs> Once they started hissing, I shut the door so fast. I was like, um, they can have the tacos. I'm fine. I'm not I'm five foot three and I'm not fighting any of these things. You know, the most bizarre part of the whole ordeal is that I live on the second floor of my apartment complex. I am convinced that this raccoon and his whole entourage were stalking the door dasher. <laughs> the, the bag of food could not have been outside my door for more than ten minutes. I know this because of the fact I was in the shower and the food arrived faster than I expected. Anyway, mm. it's like I said, I posted the whole encounter on TikTok and it went viral. It caught the attention of the store where I ordered my food from. It's a nice little place called Talking Tacos. Oh, not Taco Bell? <laughs> no, you have to talk about them, I guess, not, not, not <laughs> ring them. Uh, I understand that they liked it so much that Talkin' Taco has posted the viral video on their own Instagram page, uh, post, uh, calling it Taco Thieves on the Loose. Oh, there's even there's a, a link for that, apparently. Um, the nice people at the taco stand also sent me a gift card and promised me tacos on the house for the inconvenience. <laughs> a gift card and tacos on the house. I was the ordered a hundred thing, huh? I ordered a hundred tacos. Uh, <laughs> the only unfortunate thing for me that night was that there were no other restaurants open at the time that happened. I was so hungry and nervous. I really could have used something yummy to eat to settle me down. I hope you can use this on your show. Katarina Severs from Florida. Wow. That's funny because Taco Bell has a little chihuahua dog. That taco place will have to have their raccoon. As <laughs> raccoon. They'll have a raccoon delivery person. <laughs> You're going to eat a bigger box. We're hungry. <laughs> Yo, Keto Taco Bell. Yo, Keto Taco Bell. That is our email. So, uh, Interesting story. Yeah. Yeah. If only we had stickers to send out, uh, we could maybe do something like that. But we don't. Send this email. 
TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com. Tell me what you think of me. You remind me of a frog, a puffed-up, bloated, unhealthy frog. <laughs> that fat face of yours with its triple chins and its gray color, your mountainous body, your fat fingers covered with diamonds. Uh, Final thoughts. We have arrived at the spot where we have our final thought. Tell him I can whip him with one hand tied behind my back. Here's our final thought. The early bird gets the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, the man, the, who's, the man who survived mustard gas and pepper spray is now a seasoned veteran. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Wow. <laughs> well, speaking of food. What do you call an island entirely populated by cupcakes? Deserted. <laughs> if you're cooler than me, does that make me hotter than you? Don't you wish your Terry was hot like me? <laughs> Why haven't aliens visited Earth? They read our reviews. There's only one star. <laughs> so speaking of last week being Valentine's Day, somebody keeps sending me flowers with the heads cut off. I think I'm being stalked. <laughs> For any of the single people out there, um, don't laugh at your girlfriend's choices. You're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, note to self. Huh? How did the scientist get lost when he was going for a walk in the country? It wasn't his field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was not a, he was not a biologist. How would he know? <laughs> for sale. Parachute. Only used once. Never opened. <laughs> if you live in a snow globe, it always seems to snow after an earthquake. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Never confide in a vacuum cleaner. They're always collecting dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a friend who was destined to be an osteopath. He said he could feel it in his bones. <laughs> Bone doctor. What time did the man go to the dentist? At tooth hurdy. Uh, yeah. Do you know what a thesaurus eats for breakfast? A synonym roll. <laughs> I was just wondering, getting paid to sleep would be a dream job. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. What did the chemist say to his lover? I think of you periodically. <laughs> Hmm. 
My alcoholic boyfriend can't be a lawyer. He can't pass a bar. You know, if either of us was trying to look for our Braille Bible, would you call that a quest for the Holy Braille? (laughs) Uh, Are you looking for an ark? I know a guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hope it don't rain, Bo. This is a warning to anybody that buys a watch from Amazon. If it says you can swim with it, you need to know how to swim before you wear the watch. Swim, splash, splash. My family just learned that Grandpa has an addiction to Viagra. No one's taking it harder than Grandma. (laughs) PSA. (laughs) Yes, I'm a member of CSI. Can't stand idiots. Yeah. I'm a member of that too. <laughs> I was lonely until I glued a coffee cup to the top of my car. Now everybody waves at me. <laughs> well, they wave before. Yeah. Way back. It's like when you leave the baby on top of the car, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's a baby on the car. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, my wife has banned me from making any more breakfast puns. She says, if I make any more, I'm toast. But (laughs) my kids keep egging me on. (laughs) He did lots of breakfast puns. Yeah. Uh, I'm not crazy. I'm special. No, wait. No, wait. Let me wait a minute. No, maybe I am crazy. Wait a minute. <laughs> I gotta talk to myself about this. Hold on. Talking to yourself there. I gotta convince <laughs> yourself. Yeah. <laughs> a local man predicted the brake fluid said he could stop at any time he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I really dread the day that I have to tell my highway that it's adopted. (laughs) The Miss Universe pageant is rigged. The winners are all from Earth. (laughs) Where's Miss Jupiter? I want Miss Jupiter to win. (laughs) Do you know what you call a fake potato? Imitator. Um, I was out and I took off my glasses and this lady said, you look better with your glasses off. I told her, you look better with my glasses off too. (laughs) 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 I asked my grandma a long time ago. What's the cure for headaches? She said, staying away from the idiots that gave it to you. 
Definitely. So you look here. <laughs> <laughs> Music is just like candy. It's great once you get past the wrapper. <laughs> Hey, I was looking on the app store for a, a calendar app, but I downloaded the calendar app. And now my battery keeps draining. <laughs> and decimals do have a point. <laughs> There's a free guitar. No strings attached. string what did the blanket say as it fell off the bed oh sheet we're starting a new trend at my office today everybody is putting names on their food and saw it today when I was eating a sandwich named Kevin. Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? <laughs> <laughs> right, sandwich named Kevin. <laughs> a good mom look, lets you lick the beaters off. A better mom actually turns off the mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Put your tongue right there. <laughs> Oh, man, I injured myself on a trampoline, but I hope to bounce back soon. <laughs> trampoline. What happens to the pastors who eat chili dogs? They have to sit in their own pew. <laughs> <laughs> what do cannibals call shin meat? Below knee. <laughs> what? They call what meat? Shin meat. When they're eating like your shin on your leg. Oh, shin meat. Shin. Okay. There's not much meat there, but they call it below knee. <laughs> oh, below knee. Oh, below knee. <laughs> All right. I had to think about that one. I had to think about it. <laughs> Here's another one I should think about. I bought a little bag of air today. The company that made it was so nice, they even put some potato chips inside of it. <laughs> bag of air? Uh, this is my step ladder. I never knew my ladder. Oh. <laughs> step ladder, real ladder. Uh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Once upon a time, I went to the paint store to get thinner. It didn't work. Uh, why do you call it when a landscaper ac accidentally plants the wrong kind of flower? Oopsie daisies. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you didn't know it, but the Titanic swimming pools are still full of water. All right. 
They what? didn't fail. <laughs> I wouldn't think they'd have a swimming pool. It was winter time when it went across there. Oh. <laughs> I don't have any more. <laughs> All you have to say is that I regret I'm gonna say it. I regret wearing a straight jacket to the Halloween party for a costume. I thought it would make a good costume, but I just couldn't pull it off. Yeah, okay, maybe not so good after all. <laughs> What'll happen? Ten thousand dollars worth. Well, we'll have to end with that one. Um, like it or not, we're stuck with that one. Um, Thank goodness for paper-thin walls in these modern apartments. At least you can still hear me. Go away! I hate you! But hey, that means it's time to wrap everything up. Mm, well, thank goodness they're all asleep. Pull everything to a close. Turn off the lights, close the doors. And uh, say, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Kick George the tires. Yeah. And it, it is time to go, so uh, tell a friend about us. That's how we uh, gain more listenership. Hey, our, our listenership has been rebounding a little bit, so thanks for telling people about that. And while you're out there, uh, you can visit our website, thatsoundsfunny.com, where you can listen to all the shows we have out there. Leave a comment on any of them you like uh, to give us a an email probably send us a nice fan, funny family story and all like that and um, um, leave us a right again review when you're out there on your favorite podcast directory like iTunes or Google or wherever you find us at and all of that we are done I'm out of here this is George Keith saying thanks for listening signing off until next week bye bye oh Terry's on the spot his wheels are spinning. Uh, uh. I gotta say something though. <laughs> it's almost time to go home. Send this email tsf at that sounds funny dot com. Bye bye. <laughs> See you later. That sounds funny. Com. That sounds funny. Two blind brothers and a blind sister. Tell it the way we see it. Okay, that's enough.